0: Hello, welcome to this episode of the, as you know it, the All Things Rugby League podcast. I am having to change the name due to some copyright issues. The podcast is now called Big Les Footy Chats. Um, yeah, as I said, just some copyright issues there. Giving you some detail about this episode, it is the grand final review. I'll be reviewing some stats and some of the plays in this great grand final that it was with the one and only bald man rugby league, uh, great, great bloke, really awesome chat, I can't wait for you guys to hear this one, it is going to be an absolute beauty, sit back, relax, and enjoy. The the half, the ball comes back to Stewart, they float across the line, it comes to Linda, back inside it comes to Lions,
1: he's away from one channel. then the ball back to Stewart, they've got an overlap, Stewart's gone straight through, he comes to halfway, where are the winners, he's up over halfway, he's looking for...
0: Hello and welcome to the All Things Rugby League podcast, now changed to the Big Les footy chat. Had to change it due to some uh, copyright issues, but all good, we're still here and we've got Lachlan O'Neill from the Bald Man Rugby League page. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Now, geez, this grand final... Just crazy. I was literally on the edge of my seat the whole time. We had a little conversation before we started recording. I mean, geez, honestly, one of the most tense grand finals I think I've seen in a while. What's your opinion on it?
1: Oh, look, I really, I don't think you can ask for much more than an intense defensive battle that is decided by a high pressure conversion to finish the year off. Um, And I just like want to give so much respect to Penrith for this postseason because They've won all their finals games by a total margin of 14 points. Um, They lost to South by six and then went on to beat Parramatta by two, Storm by four and Rabbits by two on the biggest stage. Um, I think the defensive effort was probably one of the most memorable postseason efforts in quite a while for me. Uh, Their defence in the big moments and under extreme adversity with different injuries to Edwards with his foot clearing
0: to his shoulder, I thought it was just incredible effort. Yeah, no, totally agree there. I think um, that both teams this year really... I think the only reason they got into this grand final was through the defence that they've put in all season. Uh, And as you said in in one of your posts, defence wins premierships, and it totally does. And look, I think this year the defence from South Sydney and from the Penrith Panthers has just been sublime. Uh, You couldn't really ask for anything better. So let's get into this grand final. It was just... So hard to watch for me, especially me being a South supporter, literally on my the edge of my seat the whole time. Let's get started. So a little, um, a little stat here, if you want to call it that. Edwards and Toto, 130-plus run meters in the first 30 minutes. Now, you've got to remember, Dylan Edwards has a broken foot and ran for 130 meters in the first 30 minutes. That's crazy, don't you think?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, by the end of the game... To'o had 238 metres on 29 runs and Edwards had 230 metres on 24 runs. So I don't like none of the South's back three. Um, I don't think they even got to 20. So like to have 29 by one man in the back three mm-hmm. um, was just insane. Um, I Actually, I didn't actually put this in my preview before the game, but in uh, one in the, the, the comment section on my page, I sort of mentioned the fact that the Rabbitohs were lacking a return presence in their back three with like Johnston, Taff and Paulo. Um, and I think, I did think that if Penrith could create a strong like kick chase, uh, they would be able to sort of push those guys back and make it really difficult for them to bring it out of their own end. Um, and then on the other side of the field, you had Penrith with some of the best kick returners in the competition with Toho, Crichton and Edwards. Um, so I thought that could really be, that was kind of my key to victory for Penrith uh, Penrith, despite tipping the Rabbitohs. Um, and I think it really showed with um, the back three for the Panthers having 675 metres compared to the Rabbitohs 347. It was a massive difference.
0: Yeah, fire out, man. You just you just say those stats now and it, it's just shocking. It was one of the most, it was just one of the craziest games I think I've seen in a while, especially for a grand final. It's better. It's probably better than most of the grand finals we've had over the past few years. So Let's get started with the game. Uh, I've got some notes here that I've written down during watching the game. Uh, I know my hide my family over and it was just hectic, absolutely hectic. Everyone was jumping around like lunatics. It was just so hard to watch. So let's get started. Great competition to start off this game with both sides aiming up in defence. Watching the first five minutes of the game, you could definitely understand why these two sides were the best defensive sides in the comp. I think you can totally agree with that. I think their defence in the first five minutes or so, just aiming up for every tackle, some huge hits as well. I think, the, I think it was the first tackle of the game. Uh, James Fisher-Harris just got absolutely smoked. I think it was by Mark Nichols. Just, just crazy, right?
1: Yeah, it was great. Um, I think in that first five minutes, uh, the Panthers really controlled the field position battle. Um, that was basically solely due to the kicking game of Nathan Cleary. I'm pretty sure he got a result from every one of his first five kicks. And he was basically, I'm pretty sure his first three pinned him in the 10 metres and then he forced two line dropouts back to back. Um, And I think on the other side, Reynolds' kicking game to start the game was pretty shaky. They were getting pinned back and then basically every kick Reynolds was putting in seemed to be returned by Edwards to sort of the 30, 40 metre line um hmm. given penrith a really great field position um yeah
0: yeah totally like it, it it was amazing from penrith the whole performance the whole game from penrith was just unbelievable i think nathan cleary the effect that he has on the side it's like tom travoevich and the manly seagulls with him there probably one of the best sides And then comp without him there what are they seriously it is it is just amazing to see and even the forwards, I, I, I you give a big rap to Nathan Cleary, but the forwards as well. You, the, your halves can't do anything without the forwards. I think Fisher-Harris and Lyoto deserve big raps, especially when both of them are, are carrying injuries. I think pretty much nearly the whole Penrith side were carrying injuries, which was just it, – it is just crazy to think that they won this game. But then again, Penrith just prove us wrong every single week. We we've been, I've been down in them for the past three weeks. I thought that they were done. Uh, and I was obviously, uh, I got my words fed back to me, but yeah, just crazy, right? I,
1: um, I definitely agree. I was um, coming into the game, I doubted them last week against the Storm, um, and then I doubted them again this week. I was like, I just thought they had a more difficult path to the grand final, way more difficult compared to the Rabbits, um, and their recent lackluster attacking form, like they'd only scored one try that wasn't off a kick coming in to this game and four tries total. And then even in this game, they um, they only scored the one try from one of their set plays. So I didn't think that was going to be enough against this really red hot rabbits team. I thought they would have to score more points, but they ended up getting the job done yet again with their defense. Um, it was just, yeah, huge effort.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um... Great work from Penrith to force three line dropouts and put the pressure on early. Three line dropouts in the first what I think was 15 minutes. I mean, geez, you gotta you gotta praise Penrith for their performance. Not only this game, but this year. Uh, and and geez, that couldn't have not could have not been done without Nathan Cleary. The three line dropouts in a grand final that is was really tight. I mean, that is just crazy. Like, just that's just awesome. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I thought as well, the massive, massive difference in the kick chase. Um, I was watching, and I think the kick chase made all of Cleary's kicks even better. I found that a lot of the Rabbits' kicks were not, just didn't have the same chase on them. Um, when I think Burton was one of the main main guys for it, he had multiple um, forced errors. He did it last week against a against storm with George Jennings. Uh, he did it again. He threw um, Paulo out late in the game and forced him back in the end goal for, I think, the, the uh, third dropout in the 20th minute or whatever. Um, mm. But, yeah, it was just a – yeah, it was a huge
0: effort. Yeah, totally. Huge effort from the Panthers, but also from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think Blake Tuff really handled the pressure well. Now, look, three-line dropouts. I mean, okay – Uh, that's pretty good from the Penrith Panthers. You couldn't really ask for any better than that. But Blake Taft, the way he just handled the pressure from Nathan Cleary, he did it a few weeks ago as well when Souths actually beat the Penrith Panthers. You really got to praise Blake Taft for the work he's been doing the past few weeks.
1: Oh, no doubt. He's been filling in for the huge shoes of Latrell Mitchell, who I, we talked a a little bit about this before, but, I think he's probably in the top five fullbacks this year. Um, I think a lot of people have sort of put him to the side because of his hit on Joey Manu, who was who's probably the nicest bloke in league outside of Jake Trebojevic. Yeah. But I really think um, he had an incredible season. and It was like a massive loss. And I did actually doubt uh, South Premiership hopes when he went down. So to get even get to this point, I think it's a huge wrap to Taff who stepped in big time. Um
0: yeah, the way sure. he
1: accelerates off the off the ball and he took took some huge catches that in the first game against um Penrith the one that stood out for me was the, cry, the one where Crichton was screaming through and he was able to take that and he had a few really good moments there were a couple of shaky ones where he let the ball bounce uh, last night, but I don't think that they really paid for it, so it was a really good effort by him. I really think he's a player of the future. <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. And, and eight NRL games. It was his eighth NRL game in this grand final. And, and in eight games, he, he looks just electric at fullback. And, I mean, Latrell, he's proven that he can definitely play fullback and play it well as well. Uh, but you look at Blake Taff, and, I mean, it is going to be hard for South Sydney to, to fix up this roster because you've got uh, Luttrell Mitchell Um, who plays great footy at fullback, but also plays really good in the centres. And then you've got Blake Taft, who is a guy that is supposed to be replacing Adam Reynolds, but is playing really good footy at fullback. So, I mean, it is just going to be so difficult for South next year to pick this side. And then you also have to put into account Cody Walker, the Cody Walker aspect. You've got Blake Taft, who is so off the cuff, really, really off the cuff. And then um, you've got... Taff as well. You've got Taff who's off the cuff. You've got Cody who's off the cuff. Latrell, who's pretty off the cuff as well. I mean, they I they think they need some structure there. Obviously, the Anthony Milford situation, I'm not sure as to whether he'll be um, playing for the, much footy for the Rabbitohs. It is just going to be so tough to fix up this South roster. I don't know. I think uh, it, we're going to have to see how South play without Adam Reynolds next year. Um, in order to make an opinion about that. I mean, we sort of got a little taste of, um, just a tiny taste of next year. Obviously, with um, Adam Reynolds uh, and that groin injury, Cody Walker was doing most of the work. Uh, so I think we sort of got a little taste into next year. Um, yeah, personally, I, I cannot wait uh, to see how Cody Walker goes without Adam Reynolds next year. Uh, as sad as it is, I'm, I'm spewing that Adam Reynolds wasn't re-signed. I think that's a huge mistake by the, the likes of the Rabideau staff. But look, as I said, we're just going to have to see how Cody Walker plays next year. Um, and that's really going to tell the story for this one.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely agree um, with, uh, we sort of mentioned it before the show, but um, Cody Walker he is just such an instinct, instinctive player. Um, so, you can, you've seen a lot of players, including Anthony Milford, sometimes when they're given that additional like playmaking responsibility, there's no doubt that Cody's got the ability to you know, set up tries. He's been doing it all year. But it's just that additional game management can take away from some players' natural games. I mean, I think Cody's an incredible talent, and I'm sure he'll still be playing at a high level regardless. But I think Adam Reynolds, and it's the exact same. We saw it earlier in the year um, when... Luai stepped in for Cleary at number seven. Um, he was trying to play a bit, bit more like Cleary and he publicly admitted that and it just wasn't as effective. So it would be really interesting to see how he goes with the change.
0: Totally, mate. Totally agree there. Uh, Matt B- Burton. So Matt Burton scores it after four sets on South line initiated by a great Penrith start. I mean, geez, Matt Burton. This is a guy that is going to the Bulldogs as a half next year. And has become one of the best centres probably in the game this year. Uh, just He's just so effective as a strike centre. I mean, I would be chucking him at centre now, to be honest, if he was in my club. Uh, going off to the Bulldogs next year, they've already signed a, a lot of outside backs. Obviously, Dufty, Naden. Uh, they've obviously got Christian Crichton. Uh, Addo Carr also coming into the club. And now they've got Burton, who they thought was their one signing as a half, and that now is one of the best outside backs in the game. So seriously, it is going to be really, really interesting to see how that one goes. Personally, I think he's still a really good half. Just with some of the games I've seen him play at 5-8 this year, I think he'd be still really good. And the interesting part is as well, he plays a really off-the-cuff game in in the centres, but as soon as he moves into the halves. He turns into that really structured, humble, um, calm head in that footy side. What are your thoughts on Matt Burton?
1: Um, I think I've been the number one cheerleader for Matt Burton over this last (laughs) year. I've pretty much appointed him the King of Belmore. I'm a huge Doggies fan. Um, And (laughs) honestly, I've just loved, I've been tuning in to all his games. I've loved watching him in the centres. I just think he's a natural footballer and he could literally play anywhere on the park. Like, if you put him at lock, I'm sure he'd do a job. He's a big body. Like, he's just – I, I love watching him play. I think I did have him in my centre of the year. I think the way he stepped up uh, in other positions when Cleary and uh, Luai were out this year was huge for this team. Um, but I think I think he'll go really well in the halves. I definitely think he's going to be our six next year. Um, and I think the thing that you don't really get to see a lot of Um, is his kicking game when he's in the centers, but he's got a massive kick on him. Um, Some of his like spiral bombs he put up, but he played, um, I think he played in the halves really early in the year against the storm. They ended up winning that game. Um, And he was probably man of the match and, I think he had another man of the match performance against the Roosters when he was playing in the halves. So I think there's no doubt he's going to be more than ready for the uh, number six jersey. And especially considering what we've got there and the depth we've got in the outside backs, I think he's going to be a great player.
0: Well, totally. And and I think that with the structure that Matt Burton brings into and the calm head that he brings into the halves with him when he plays a totally different game in the centres, um, look, you could totally chuck Averick. Now, this is a guy... That I've been watching the past few like few weeks, obviously in the regular season for the Bulldogs, Jake Avarillo. Now, not many people have reps on this guy. He really does look good at that five eight spot. They put him at halfback a few times this year as well. And I think with Matt Burton playing five eight, it's the perfect chance to see how Jake Avarillo would go at halfback as that off the cuff half to Matt Burton's structure. I think that would really suit the Bulldogs well. Well. I have been
1: tossing and turning
0: on this because I
1: really like what Avarillo brings, but I would prefer to have a uh, pure, I don't think he's quite a seven. I think at best he's a running five, eight. Um, so mm. Burton can take on that a bit more of that seven sort of playmaking, game managing role and let Avarillo play um, his natural game. I think that'd be good. But I think Burton is also kind of that, he, he can obviously game manage, but he's also loves to run the footy. Mm. Um so I personally think that we still have a little ways to go in the seven position. I thought I really thought, and I've been, I think ma- most people would probably say wrong, um, but I had huge wraps of Kyle Flanagan coming and mm. I think he really uh, underperformed to my expectation at the very least. Um, mm. So I'm really going to be interested to see if he gets another opportunity next year next to Burton because I think his natural game actually complements Burton's a little bit better. Um, but again, I think he needs to um, perform at a bit of a high level. But again, this is a wooden spoon team. It's as about as bad as you can get. We were pretty much historically poor, both attack <laughs> and defence. So um, I'm really excited to see how we develop. And I think Jake Averillo as well, he would go really well in the centres. I, I kind of earlier in the year, I wanted to see him kind of play like Adam Dewey in the centres.
0: yeah. Yeah, um, I,
1: when they put him to centre, he was kind of still doing the kicking and a bit of playmaking from the centre position. I thought he, that was, like, really effective, even though I think Adam is a pure yeah. six. Um, but I thought a sort of role like that, that sort of brings him into the fray a little bit more, but um, also just lets him focus on running primarily would be great for Averillo. But we'll just have to see what the coaching staff does.
0: Well, uh, uh, look, if, I didn't, if they didn't sign Dufty, I'd be chucking out the one, to be honest, just as another playmaker and just coming around when it, wherever the footy is. I reckon he'd be really good at fullback. Um, But, yeah, look, it is going to be really interesting for the Bulldogs next year. And I think Barrett's sort of gotten used to that coaching role just a little bit. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Bulldogs come into next year and just have that one more year of sort of getting used to the roster. Obviously, they've got a bunch of new people coming in. So I think Barrett would need that one more year uh, of getting used to that roster. But, look, we could talk about the Bulldogs all day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're <laughs> no, talking about <laughs> we, we should get back onto the grand final now yeah. yeah. So Matt Burton scores that beautiful try. Uh, four sets on South Sydney's line. really good penrith play and then Cody Walker splits them straight open um, and scores an absolute beauty. Cody Walker, what a year he's had.
1: Yeah definitely. Well I think in regards to that first try, it was really a uh, um, poor read by Campbell Graham. Um he was obviously, they kind of touched on it in the nine count commentary, but he just did not trust Adam Reynolds to make that tackle. Um, and he just came flying in and just left a huge hole for Burton. And he just has made an, an incredible line, really, um, which I think he's just done a great job of all year. Um, but I think in regards to the Cody Walker try, um, I just thought it was really, it was a great run by him, but it was really uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristically poor defence from Penrith. Um, Capewell kind of came in over the top, and then bad one-on-one tackle by Nathan Cleary who just got fended to the ground. And then I thought Edwards in cover defence also was just just a really bad miss um, at the back. But it was just incredible. He's had it, Cody. I ha- actually had him as second best player of the year, uh, just mm. behind Turbo. Uh, this year. Um, So he's had a great year and I know a lot of people are going to focus on, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, the intercept try from later in the game. But yeah. I think he still was the guy who was most dangerous for the whole game for um the Rabbits. So I don't want to be too hard on him.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, I, I'm really not thinking about that intercept try. I'm more thinking about the year that he's had. I'm not going to judge him off an intercept try. I think he is just sublime this year. Cody Walker, I really love watching him play. And I can't wait to see how he goes next season, to be honest, with the South roster. Um, so the scores are now level at 6-6. A tough match for both sides. And Nathan Cleary kicks a penalty goal to make the scores 8-6 at halftime. Jeez, that was probably one of the most stressful halves of footy I think I've ever seen. Because one team gets on the front foot and then great defence, forces either forces an error or turns over the ball and then you've got another team who performs really well uh, and then great defence stops it. And it was just back and forth. And I was really, really just uh, just tense in my seat. I did not, did not know what was going to happen next.
1: Well, I was just going to say as well in regard to um, that penalty goal, um, that happened around the 31st minute mark. But I thought mm. it was actually a great error, like a great penalty by Arrow to give for the ruck infringement I was mm. thinking you know a couple of minutes before the Rabideaus were just falling off tackles and they basically ran in a couple of tackles they basically ran the full field uh with some second phase play they were just falling off tackles Rabideaus mm. were looking really fatigued um and then obviously just before that it was the they just started to get some momentum back and a terrible error by um Graham and Taff off the scrum pass on the first tackle um where they really needed to complete before this so I thought um, a penalty goal was probably the best um, result for them because I thought they may have worked very well have let letting a try there.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, oh, uh, I, I can totally agree with you there. In in some aspects, uh, certainly. I think if the ref didn't see it, it would have been awesome work by Arrow. I think Arrow had a good game too before he came off, obviously, with the second failed HIA. Um, but look, I mean... <laughs> really unlucky there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs I do I was I was happy I was happy to go into half time at 8-6 um but yeah uh look I can agree with you in some aspects it was it was a yeah. decent penalty to give um and yeah. I'd rather that than a try for sure uh, well, I was- think as
1: well uh, at half time it was the Panthers had 58% of the possession um and I checked the the run meters and it was 1085 to Panthers compared to South 651. So I thought um, considering the dominance of the Panthers and the field position they had, I thought 8-6 was a really good result for the Rabbitohs. I thought it could have very well have been a little bit more.
0: Ah, oh, totally. Um, and just hearing that now, and especially when you look at the possession, it's only 60-40 as well. And, and the fact that Penrith ran that much in the game, it, it's awesome. It is just... That just shows you how lethal Penrith can be, and jeez, um, God, now that I think about it, I would have rather versed Melbourne to be honest. If Melbourne were gonna uh, go through that losing streak, I would have rather versed Melbourne in the grand final, um, and that is really strange for someone to say, um, but yeah, look, to be honest, I would have hundred percent rather to have versed Melbourne and and won rather than versed Penrith and yeah. Um, and I've lost, so there you go. Um,
1: well, I think, um, it's hard to say because I feel I'm, my, as I said, my brother is a big Rabbitoh fan, and <laughs> we are always nervous for the Melbourne clashes. They seem to have been a little bit of kryptonite for the Rabbitohs in recent times with the record at um, oh. down in Melbourne, and um, it's been very tough for them to beat them, but again, in hindsight,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Look, and I just want to talk about this for a second because this was unreal by, unreal by Jairo, and I think this is the reason he went off as well, but it was a great tackle by Jairo on Moses Leota to save a potential try. They were right on South's line. I think this was a set after Nathan Cleary kicked that penalty goal. Uh, the, the Panthers were right on South's line, and Arrow just comes up with a huge tackle on Moses Leota, and look... If if Jairo doesn't make that tackle, Leota scores for sure. So, big raps to Jairo. I think all year he's really proven to be a, such an impact forward off the bench. What are your thoughts on Arrow?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I thought he was a really big loss. Um, we actually, um, me and my brother just before the game, we saw on Triple M they were doing a paper test, um, where you basically just go through each opposite number and sort of, um,
0: yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, say
1: which player you prefer, and we had it come out, um. Exactly, even in our um, vote, um, but I did give my um, my vote for the bench to the rabbits, and I think Jairo was a massive reason for that. Him and um, I think Burgess also. Um, Burgess was huge off the bench. Um, he had one hundred and thirty nine meters in just forty two minutes, so he was yeah. He provided awesome impact
0: as well. I thought. Yeah. Well. Uh, totally. I think just hearing that Burgess and Arrow off the bench yeah that'd be scary for any team who is coming up this, against the South Senior Avidos um look and then the gag I tap on just before halftime um and that's just like we could have scored too South could have scored we could have got into there. uh I think it would have been 8-12 or whatever it would may have been but, yeah, gagai tap on. Not really a fan of that one, but then again, gagai has been fantastic all year, and he does some of the some of the craziest things I've ever seen uh, for the people to score tries. So, I mean, look, I'm not ju- judging gagai on that tap on. Uh, I just don't think it was the right play there.
1: Yeah, I definitely think I thought gagai actually had a really good game. Um, on that left side, it's always dangerous, and he's a big reason why. But um, yeah, I do I do tend to agree that wasn't his best moment of the game.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, look, all right. So uh, we already said this as well. The possession was sixty forty in Penrith's favour uh, at half time, and I think it was pretty much the same all game as well, which is just crazy. And then coming into halftime... The game was extremely close. It was so it was so neck and neck. You honestly didn't know which which team had the momentum at some points. It was just back and forth. Just awesome to watch, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I thought um once they came out, I thought Pen- uh the Rabados came out with a really, really positive um attitude. Um they got a couple of six agains um and a great run by Murray, I thought really set them up um and to give them momentum. Um, and I feel, um, Cody Walker, um, again, just every time he looked dangerous, ran it on the fifth tackle, um, to finish it. I think, um, that was, that was a tip on you mentioned, but that first set I thought was really, um, really important. And just, I thought the Panthers probably had it covered defensively, but I thought it was, um, a really good early shot, um, just to put them on notice again and just prove we're still here. Like
0: <laughs> after yeah.
1: they were a bit dominated.
0: Yeah, totally. So let's go into the second half. Second half happens, uh, a back-and-forth play, as I said before, just really tight contest. Sears get the penalty. Adam Reynolds kicks the penalty goal and levels the scores, and I'm just sitting there like, yes, yes, we're going to win, we're going to win, and I was just going off my head. I was so excited when Adam Reynolds kicked this goal. I must
1: I, say I think Murray milked that one to
0: perfection. Oh <laughs> my goodness, it was just such an Oscar winning performance from Cameron yeah. Murray, for sure. I was laughing my head off as well, but look, totally worth it in the end. We got we got that extra two points. Just fantastic from the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Cameron Murray. I mean the performance he's had, we will get to that a bit later, but he was fantastic as well.
1: Yeah, he definitely was um he was, I think by the end of the game, he had 51 tackles with zero miss. So I really think he just held that middle together. He's a big reason why it was only um, 8 6 at half time and a big reason why they stayed in the contest for the whole 80 minutes.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, kick out was about to score. That try got denied. And then, he, and then straight after that, he makes a huge play and punches the ball out of Paulo's hands after a miracle catch from Paulo. It was just a miracle catch. I thought that he was going to spill his lollies for sure. I honestly didn't know where that ball was going. What are your thoughts on that play?
1: Yeah, well, I think um, in regard to um, the the Nathan uh, try-saver first, um, I thought that was a massive effort. I think just before that, Jaden Sewer had dropped the ball cold in their own end, which was... Really put them under pressure um, after kicking the penalty goal, um, and then Sewer and Reynolds both came up with the try saver there. So he really needed that um, that redemption. Um, but I think it was a really um, great plot, great play. I think I just want to quickly just before that, I want to go back to the. Um, do you remember the Spencer Lenu um, Spencer Lenu charge down?
0: Oh yes, I do remember that. Actually, I do. Yeah. That was uh, huge. Yeah, yeah. That came just
1: after that, um, that stop where they uh, where he stopped kick out. Um, and I thought that was a massive, massive ch- momentum changer in the game. Um, I think it was – Spencer, this is a tough one. Um, I kind of want to break it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, just because it's a, it is quite confusing. And the nine commentary did kind of touch on it. Um, so it was deemed to be a charge down. And I feel like this year they've been calling charge downs that you're allowed to play the ball and it not be a knock-on against the defender. So yep. I, f- I feel like a really memorable example of this was earlier in the year where, um, I don't know if you remember, but the Dragons versus Knights game where Tariq Sims charged down the ball and scored the try in a really close game. Yeah. Um, and I thought that sort of made sense. But the problem is when an att- attacking player is in the act of passing, and the defender goes in, and in the act of making the tackle, he touches the ball. The refs have been extremely consistent in calling that a knock-on against the defender, regardless of whether it looks like he played at it or was just making the tackle. So I feel like there's a level of inconsistency in the way they call that between kicks and passes.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I can totally agree with that for sure. Um, definitely an inconsistency there. What were you gonna say? Oh, I just I feel like but I feel like they've changed the way they call it as well. I feel like they used to look for a
1: little extra movement or indication that mm. they went out of their way to play at the ball. And since then, the refs seem to have kind of made it a lot more black and white. But um, I actually think that this is the way that they should be calling both passing and kicking situations. But I understand from a from the Rabo's fans' points of view that there's an inconsistency in the way that they've called that in passing situations all year. And then they call and say that he didn't play at the ball uh, when charging down a kick on the biggest stage. I thought it was a little bit... I felt the rabbits were a little bit hard done by based on how they've called the passing situations all year long.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think um, another team who gets hard done by a lot, and you can either agree or disagree with that, uh, and it's a bit weird for a South supporter to be saying, but the Roosters as well, they get really hard done by on some calls uh, as well, especially... Uh, in, in the likes of high tackles and, and and stuff like that, even as you say, most most plays as well, they get really hard done by the Roosters. I, I'm I'm certain of. Um, but yeah, look um, back to the back to the game here. Um, so this play kick out. Um, so Nathan Cleary puts up one of the biggest kicks I think I've seen him do. And this ball was just moving in all sorts of directions. I'm not sure as to how Jackson Paulo managed to catch this one, but he ends up catching it. And then Kiko, Kiko comes out of absolutely nowhere uh, and to tackle him and smacks the ball straight out of Paulo's hands. Uh, huge play in the game. It was just no one knew what was going to happen next. Um, it could have resulted in a Penrith try. It was just a crazy moment in the game.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I thought it looked like Paulo had it and then kick out, drilled in from behind, um, dislodged the ball. I thought as well, Luai did a great job to get back and take Taft back into the in goal. So they forced yet another line drop out off that play. I thought it was a really big moment. Um, And I think just after that, um, they were able to force the error from Burton, so they didn't end up paying for it, but I thought it was a really big momentum shift.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, huge momentum shift and it was just a crazy moment in the game. I was just shitting myself, honestly, just shitting myself in front of that television. You would have no idea. Um, so, so South lose one of their best bench strike forwards early due to a failed HIA in the second the second time round. So Jai comes off the first time, he passes his HIA, comes back onto the field. It was a really strange one because then he comes off the second time and somehow fails his HIA, which honestly just really confuses me um, how they could pass him and then have to test him again and fail him. Like it it, it, it was just really odd for me.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what happened there because they said that he had delayed symptoms. Um, so I'm not sure if it was Arrow himself who reported these symptoms um, or whether they noticed something else in him. Um, hmm. But, yeah, it was a strange one. It's not one that you see very often where they are able to pass and then have to go back off a little bit later on. So,
0: Yeah, no, totally. I just thought it was really, really odd. Uh, and then this is the intercept one you wanted to talk about. Stefan Crichton intercepts the ball while South looked as, as if they were about to score and runs away for a try of his own. Stefan Crichton. That was just a huge moment in the game. That really, for me... That was the momentum change in this game. That was the the, the moment in this game when Penrith just looked on top and that's what Penrith uh, do in most games. Last 20 minutes, they do something miraculous and it's all Penrith after that.
1: Yeah, I do tend to agree. Um, it was a really um, poor pass selection by Cody Walker who simply just overplayed his hand a bit. Mm. Um, I feel like he had already created the overlap. Um, so if he puts it on for Gagai at the very least it's a great game and they can keep in the grind great games excuse me Um, I felt really sorry um, for Cody here Um, I sort of I don't really agree with it but I think there is a narrative that's starting to come out from some fans that Cody can't handle the big games I feel like he's had his moments in Origin but he hasn't quite been at his same sort of club level
0: yeah I I don't agree with that at all I think he's definitely handled the big games He it was one moment in the game as well, just one bad pass. And I mean, it's so easy to do. It's so hard yeah. to get that one pass right. And I mean, you, I just don't understand why people would feel the need to judge a guy like Cody Walker, who has just had an unreal season uh, on one pass. He definitely handles the big games all right. And you, uh, yeah. I mean, you were talking about it just then, Origin. Origin, he played just unbelievable. Um, this whole final series has been unreal. So I, I honestly don't understand that argument, but look, I've been seeing it myself with people um, talking about how uh, Cody Walker can't handle the big games. I just, I, I can't agree with that. To be honest, I think yeah, I Cody Walker's I, sensational.
1: Yeah. I think he was the, their most dangerous player for most of the night. I mean, early on he created some space on the outside for um, Paulo. Uh, he scored that incredible first try and I, uh, We'll, I'm sure we'll get to it, but he set up the last one that put him in the position to tie the game up. Um, people always seem to, I guess, remember the mistakes, and don't get me wrong, that was a huge one in the context of this game. But it didn't. It did sort of feel like the Rabbitohs had gained some confidence from repelling the Panthers, um, and they were starting to gain momentum. But it really did. Um, really did shut it all down. I think at that point.
0: Yeah. No. Totally. I, I can definitely agree there. I think that uh, it was really. Um, Really unfortunate, that's just all I want to say about that one. It was just so unfortunate, that that pass, and it really did change the momentum there. And then the the try we were talking about just then, uh, Johnston scores in the nick of time, but Reynolds misses the kick. And, I mean, it's not very often that you see Reynolds miss from out wide, especially in such a big moment. If, If my side is down by two and I'm looking for someone to kick that goal, it is going to be Adam Reynolds for sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely tend to agree. Um, I thought it was a really great moment for Cody to go on to set up that try and um, put Johnson over in the corner. Um, so I thought it was a little bit of a redeemer. But again, it was – didn't able to – Adam Reynolds, um, I think it's fair to say, probably the biggest kick of his career from the sideline. Mm. Um, and I, it, wasn't, it was so close. It almost came around and kind of just stopped on its, yeah, um, no. on its swing. Um, but I kind of agree with you. I don't think there is a kicker that I would rather have to kick a ball, particularly from that left sideline. I remember early in the year, I think it was, I forget who it was again. It the Tigers maybe where he kicked like six Mm. from the left sideline in a row. Um, so that was, I felt really sorry for him because obviously last game in the colors, um, and I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, the only other guy I can really think of Mm. that you'd probably prefer maybe is James Maloney, the ice man, but
0: (laughs) yeah, for sure. um, yeah, look, honestly, uh, and this might just be my little South bias here, but I do think Adam Reynolds comes back to the South Sydney Rabbitohs just to finish up his career. I think it's really unfortunate that uh, Demetrio especially let him go. Just That's such a crazy um, moment for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You've got a guy who's played his whole juniors there, and look, oh, I honestly didn't expect it. I didn't see that one coming as well, and it's really unfortunate for Adam Reynolds. Uh, I would have liked to see him win this one. I would have liked to see South win this one since I am just such a diehard South Sydney supporter. But look, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Reynolds off to the Broncos. Uh, I wish him all the best up there. Uh, and then he goes for the two-point field goal. It was going to be a Jonathan Thurston moment for a second there. Two-point <laughs> field goal. Uh, and, it, and it was just too short. And it was really unfortunate. And I was spewing, spewing. Yeah, I don't
1: think it was necessarily the wrong play in that moment. It was last tackle. Um, they got themselves into a position to get it off, and it wasn't the worst attempt. Um, but again, it, it was just a last ditch effort, I suppose, and it just, yeah, yeah, unsuccessful. <laughs> I, I felt I felt for him. He, he, you could see how emotionally he was after the game. Um, and okay. you know he's just brought so much to this team for so long. Um, he loves the club, and it would have been great. I, would have, I agree with you. I would have loved to have seen him go um, out. And him, and as well, Benji Marshall, who is one of the most, I don't know if he's retiring or not. I don't know if he does either, but I think he's brought so much to the game as well, um, just you know inspiring the younger generation and inspiring guys like Cody Walker to do these flick passes in games Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's really unfortunate, but not everyone can have the fairytale ending. And I think Penrith, as I said, I think this is one of the most, mm. most memorable defensive efforts in a postseason that I, that like off the top of my head, I can't think of any that were so defensive oriented, particularly in this new age with attacking stats. Um, it's just been an incredible effort.
0: Yeah, totally, and a little crazy opinion, a little crazy prediction here. Yeah, I reckon Benji plays on next year. I I don't see him retiring. He said himself, his body feels good, and when your body feels good, it is not the time to retire. And I think he'll play plays on next year. But hey, if he doesn't, he doesn't, and then it is what it is. Um, absolutely loved Benji Marshall, and he's had like, such a great career. And yeah, look, as you said, you don't always get the fairy tale ending, but if that's the way it ends, it's the way it ends, and it is what it is. And Look, that's when the game was decided, and, and South were beaten 14 to 12. And look, you can't argue that Penrith didn't deserve it because they 100% deserved this win, uh, especially coming off last year as well, where they were beaten by the storm to beat the storm in, in the preliminary finals and then come out and win the grand final. Just such a great effort all season, and especially in this final series from Penrith. They were the champs. Nathan Cleary, Clive Churchill, winner. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I definitely agree with that. I I honestly think... I was sort of thinking about it, and on review, I think this may be one of the best kicking performances of all time from a half. I can barely think of one during that whole game that he got wrong, and considering the stakes of the game, I think he was just a huge key to why they won. Um, They were consistently pinned inside their 10 metres, um, and he forced errors. Um, and I just, I think, I think he deserved the Clive Churchill. I, um, I had Matt Burton second. Um, mm. he scored the first try and I thought his kick chase complemented Cleary perfectly, um, forcing a number of errors and he looked really dangerous running the ball. Um, and then I, I, I had Cam Murray as well. Um, sort of oh, in my top sure. three cause I thought he definitely deserved, some props after um, just what he brought to that team. 51 tackles, zero misses um, towards the end of the game as well. He split them open to give them an opportunity, um, mm. but yeah, it just wasn't enough, but I think he, he really deserved uh, mad, mad props.
0: Mm. God, I definitely have big raps on that. Cameron Murray, and I definitely think he's going to be a future captain of this South Sydney Abdo side. Now, just lastly, to finish up a bit of a cheeky little report here, the Brian Toto proposal. That was Awesome. That was just awesome to see. Um, And, geez, um, Joey John said they're lucky they won um, as well. Otherwise, it would have been a very strange proposal. But, look, congratulations to the big man, Brian Toto, now a uh, fiancé.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Toto's been one of the best personalities in the NRL all year. And to see that, it was really... It's just a great moment. I feel like we're sort of living all his achievements with him. He's played Origin. He's just won a grand final. And now this, it's just awesome to see. um, He's a great great player and a great personality for the game.
0: God, I love Brian Toto, not just as a personality, but as a player. I mean, he comes into the Origin side and he scores two tries in his debut game. I mean, you can't really ask for more than that from him. It's, It's unbelievable. He's such a fantastic player, Brian Toto. Really love watching him play. Well, Thanks for hopping on, mate. Really enjoyed this chat.
1: No, I really appreciate it. I think it was a really um, great game. I think it's just, I just want to point out how great it's been to see some really close games during these finals. I've, um, I've been someone who's been really critical of the six again rule. Um, I think the disparity between the top and bottom teams has um, become a little bit too wide. But I think during these finals, we got to, to see some amazing contests.
0: Um, and I think it's just been great for everyone to watch. Totally, mate. I can definitely agree with that. And I've loved these final series. Even if South City didn't pull up that trophy, I think Penrith did deserve it. Great final series. Thanks for hopping on, brother. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, that's it for this one, guys. I really, really hope you enjoyed this one. That is your grand final review. Uh, Make sure you recommend this podcast to a friend and I'll see you guys in the next one.